shot of winning. We can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're gonna win next Sunday. So with week six in the bag, the unthinkable happened, and we actually won against an opponent that we've never ever won before, which is just absolutely bizarre. And we won 14-20. I didn't get to see this live. Timmy got to see this live. I tried to go to work the following morning without knowing the score. And I got five minutes into my day before I accidentally found out the score. And then had to keep rubbing my eyes for about the next 10 minutes to make sure that I was seeing what I was seeing. <laughs> Apparently, Timmy, your text was, well, you won't be biting your fingernails like I did. So how are your fingernails doing? It was intense watching that game. Um, it was tight all the way through. We didn't take a lead until very late in the game, as you know. Um, but we're 3-3. Three and three, and as we said on the Twitter spaces, pre-season, Gus, I, I said if we were 3-3 three and three at this point, and that's when we thought we'd have Aaron Rodgers, that we'd be in good shape heading into the softer part of the schedule. So I'm real happy, really, really happy with, with, with how things are going at this stage, Gus. Yeah, me too. And her... Uh... I have to say, as a team performance, I don't think anyone overall really stood out in this game to be like super duper above everybody else. There were so many good performances all around. It's hard to actually take one single player and say, this is the player that won us the game or this player played better than anybody else. It was a night of heroes, as Dan Hansers would say. So uh, I'm I'm so pleased with the way that this team's uh, responded since that four snaps that Rogers did, and the adversity that we've overcome. Uh, every game that Zach Wilson plays now, let's get straight into the meat and potatoes of this. Every every game that Zach Wilson plays now, he's going from strength to strength. His footwork seems to be automatic now. It doesn't seem like he's thinking about his footwork. That's come along great. I can't see any issues with his footwork. He's still missing the odd open wide receiver. But I think that's going to come as well. But the stuff that he's doing now, I don't think he could have done in week one. And as we saw in the Cowboys game, I think if we've got Zach Wilson now in the Cowboys game, I think there's a different outcome. And I also think the same thing for the New England game. We've got a different Zach Wilson. The team is now starting to gel. I think with the uh, New England game, we did have problems with our offensive line, which now even with the injuries, looks um, slightly more settled. Uh, they don't look so much like rabbits in the headlights. It is a little bit more settled. That um, Philly Eagles team was missing players, but it's still a ferocious defence. And as you know, quite rightly, they're a Super Bowl um, favourite. And we made them look ordinary, I have to say. Yeah, I, I have to give loads of credit to Zach. You know, I watched the game back for a second time today. And he actually played even better than I thought at the time, you know. Um, game planned well for him, but he was getting the ball out really quickly as well. Had a few drops um, that I don't think were his fault. I think we lost out on, you know, some some really good chunk plays. Big drop coming from um, from Lazard with a couple of drops. I've seen only one recorded in the stats, but there's definitely two drops coming as well from, from Cobb as well. So I just thought he was really good. You know, he was a bit more clever in how he was running the offense as well when there was 12 uh, defenders from the Eagles on, on the field, you know, called for the early snap. Just a little bit more mature, just things that I don't think that he, he would be too overwhelmed to even think about before. Just seemed to have a lot more control. 
I'm really excited to see how his vision is going to improve if he's making these calls already. Maybe having a number eight on the sideline in his ear might be helping, but just seemed to have that bit more maturity in this game in particular. It was great to see. Yeah, it was. It, uh, he finished, what was it, uh, 19 of 33, 186 yards, um, no TDs, and most importantly, well, more importantly than a touchdown, no interceptions once again. So you can't, he, he's, in my opinion, he's, like, he's a little bit reminiscent of uh, Mark Sanchez. He's now he is definitely game managing, but he's not creating mistakes. I mean, Sanchez used to throw interceptions as well, but um, he's he's now game managing and when needed and when called upon, and you're absolutely bang on. I think uh, he's not getting um, enough credit for the way he he did play because when he needed to step up and he needed to get those first downs, he was doing it, and with the chunk plays, he was throwing some some uh, darts out there, and it was really good to see. Weirdly, you mentioned. Sorry, you yeah. weirdly you mentioned um, when it was the free play, and I'm not quite sure why this happened. We got a free play, and um, Lazard got called for a crack crack block, and all of a sudden it's now second down, whereas it should have been replay first down with penalty, but we went straight to second down. So I don't don't know why we lost the down there, but we did. Yeah, really disappointing to be honest with you because we were. Like that was a really good drive as well. He was getting the ball out super quick. We were moving up the field. We'd have been right in the red zone as well. Um, real unfortunate that, that happened. And he had didn't have that many opportunities to get within the ten yard line in the game. It would have been just a real opportunity for him to maybe throw a passing touchdown, which we didn't get out of the game, unfortunately. That would be maybe the, the one slight on it. But so, something that just while we are talking about Zach, just the way he was moving the ball around in a different way. He threw up, that I can remember, three different 50-50 balls to Garrett Wilson, which I don't think you would have had the confidence to do before. I thought it was real telling as well that Bryce Hall, uh, Bryce Hall apologies, um, had 54 yards for five receptions. Mm-hmm. So he was taking the short plays as well, you know. And I don't know if that's the game plan um, or if it's just that he's just taking the checkdowns more, but Bryce was very effective uh, in the catching game. So... That bit of vision is there. It's definitely improving. Yeah. Um, on on receiving as well, um, one of my, if not my favourite um, player of the night was, <laughs> God, here we go, Jeremy Ruckett time. I knew you were going to say it. Oh, my <laughs> God. I was, like, he was, Wilson, Zach Wilson was under pressure right from the snap. And he just drops back. I think it was like a three or four step drop he took. Uh, Ruckett was open and he just drilled that thing in there. And it was snap throw catch and it was like bam 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 and it was like automatic i'd love to know um what um speed that ball came out at but it was like 1.2 1.5 seconds from snap to throw it was like super quick and ruckett's hands are just amazing underrated um again i keep saying this um i reckon by the end of the season jeremy ruckett's going to be taking um passes off uh tyler compton who had a pretty good night to be honest he was targeted mm-hmm. four times Three catches for 24, so can't complain. Yeah, I, I thought he played, played really well. And there was one um, there was one play where he caught the ball and it took three or four defenders to take him down. He just kept moving with the ball. Uh, real positive. Like I, I didn't realise he was such a unit. He was able to move with the ball like that. <laughs> um, so really good to see that too, you know. And again, an, another receiver as well that he was using. I also liked the way that when he gave the ball to Gibson for that kind of trick play, he sold it really well. Uh, Gibson picked up 18 yards on that one play. I don't know if you remember 
didn't see much more of him in the game. I think he went off injured after that. So haven't heard anything about his injury yet. So hopefully there's nothing in that because I was hoping to see a bit more of him because like he really picked up some nice yardage on that play and thought Zach sold it really well as well. Yeah, it's a, another disappointing game from Michael Carter, I'm afraid. Um, one carry for five yards uh, and that was that. And he had uh, one target, which he didn't catch. Yeah. So, uh, I'm not sure. I, I said this at the beginning of the season. This is why I was in fl- favour of Dalvin Cook signing because we, you know what you're going to get with Dalvin Cook. Even if he's not 100% Dalvin Cook anymore, he's 90% mm. Dalvin Cook. A, a 90% Dalvin Cook is still better than, in my opinion, 100% Michael Carter. But we, as it stands at the moment, we aren't seeing the best out of Dalvin Cook. I still think it's because uh, of his injury. When he Traditionally, when he's had injuries in the past, when he's come back, he's never played so well. So I think as the season goes on, as Salah has already alluded to, I think he will get better as the season goes on. Uh, and he had three carries, 12 yards, uh, four-yard average, which isn't too bad. It's not too shabby. Yeah, I, I thought that uh, Cook showed some flashes. Um, there was one there was one drive in particular where he had two or three carries and he did a bit better. Very unfortunate for for Michael Carter, that drop. We were third and 15 at the time, fourth quarter. Um, we are just trying to get something going. And we were just after a flag on McGovern, if we were third and 10 and we were flagged and went to third and 15 then. Right at him, right in front of his eyes, just dropped the ball. And we ended up having to punt the ball after that. Uh, just one of those he'd like to have back. But there's just an opportunity to come into the game fresh, you know, fresh pair of legs against maybe a tiring defence and had an opportunity to maybe pick something up. It's a, a real opportunity to impact the game, I would say. So it's a bit unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we've, we've also seen um, uh, last week, um, Randall Cobb played okay. And he, he obviously he caught the um, two-point conversion against the Eagles. Um, other than that, didn't see anything from him. And the same for Merkel Hardman, who still is an absolute mystery as to what is going on with Merkel Hardman. So yeah, I thought he was going to see more of the ball because he was targeted early in the game. Um, it was a, kind of a wayward pass done by the sideline and uh, just didn't see any more of him after that. I was really surprised by that. Not sure what's going on there. And CJ Osama just continues. I mean, every now and again, he pops up. But he's, he's just so hot and cold, uh, more cold than hot. And in, say, in my opinion, uh, Ruckett should at least be um, tight end too. But, um, yeah. It's going that direction, I think. It is it's tr- definitely trending in that direction. Um, what can we say about the defense? This oh is, I think, this is the meat and potatoes of the of the podcast here. Wow, this this defense. So we came into this game with DJ Reed out, Source out, um, who else was out? Somebody else out. And we've come in. So Michael Carter the second was in, and we've had Bryce Hall come in. Craig James come in and oh, Hayes. Hey Hayes who come in and no one even knew who they were but this this is the sign of a good team and I was listening to another podcast um, it was they'll always be next year um, with Brian Bassett and this is what they were saying Bryce Hall and I agree with this if he was on another team he would either start as a number one corner or definitely a number two corner he, the first two years he played uh, for us, he actually took, um, I think it was 24 games he actually played. 
and last year he played something like six games. So, no, three games. So, so for someone, a backup to come in, that kind of calibre of player, and he's uh, he is grossly underrated uh, amongst our fan base, I believe, to come in and have that kind of a game is just unbelievable. And again, props to Jordan Whitehead, who also had an incredible game. And he, of course, he, he broke that uh, that last gasp pass um, from Hertz up, uh, what was it, like the 10-yard line or whatever it was. Especially when you consider who we were up against this week, Gus. One of the better receiving cores in the in the whole NFL. I mean, it, it's it's amazing. He had fifty percent. Um, he only allowed for fifty percent of catches on eight targets for sixty nine yards, and and he picked up an interception as well. So you've got to give massive kudos to him. I thought Craig James played really well as well. Oh, totally. Only, only allowed a single catch in the game, but he was he was around the ball all the time as well. You know. Um, even towards the end of the game, when uh, when Brown was about to catch a ball, Jumber just the last drive that the Eagles had at the very end of the game, he was just about to nail him, but Brown dropped the ball. But he was right there; he was all over it. So, really impressed with him as well. I mean, got to give massive credit to this coaching staff. They seem to be really able to pick up guys in the later rounds for the for the secondary and just be able to coach them up. Yeah, and um, we're really seeing the benefit of that so far this year. Um, Massive, massive improvement, considering who they were up against. It's just really, oh, really impressive. I mean, for my money, I, I mean, there's pr- plenty of people that will probably disagree with what I'm about to say. Is um, pound for pound, I think the Philadelphia Eagles are actually a better team than Kansas City. I think if they get their act together, I think if they met Kansas City in the Super Bowl again, I think that they would take Kansas City to the cleaners. I don't think Kansas City are the team that they were last year. Um, not quite sure what's missing there. Uh, cohesively, I don't think they played that well as a team. With Mahomes, though, you can, anything can happen. He is a f- phenomenal generational quarterback, which we hear about all the time. I don't think Hurts is as good as Mahomes, but I think as a team, I think Philadelphia are better. So when we came into this game and uh, no one was giving us a chance, I was thinking, yeah, that's probably fair. Whereas against Kansas City, I thought we might have had a chance. Glad to be wrong. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. Uh, do you know what? I think Hurts made the Eagles look a little bit better in this game than they were. And when you're watching it live, he was getting so much kudos from the commentary uh, team that it was almost like we weren't seeing it. I wasn't seeing it at least. But when I watched the game back for the second time, our defensive line put him under so much pressure that he almost was playing a bit like Zach. He was leaving the pocket, but the difference being obviously that he was still making huge plays when he was moving out of the pocket. But he wasn't left a clean pocket for most of the game. And we were told before this game that the Eagles had the best defensive line in the league. I know they had an injury during the during the game, but even at that, I mean, Bryce Huff was a maniac on the day. He was just he nine pressures, two hits, and a, and a sack and a half. Just crazy. Quentin Jefferson, maybe one of the most underrated players so far in the league for us. I just thought he was brilliant when I watched it back. He was causing damage the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, like, just all the way across the line. Even Quincy, do you know? Yeah. Like, he's he's really started to pick up that spiral the last couple of weeks. You can just see that he's picking up the gaps. And, you know, massive game from him again. I mean, he was all over the, all over the field. Yeah, that that was really noticeable. I think we've been burnt um, a number of times with 
quarterbacks that either are mobile or just know how to use their feet. And that, that was evident um, that we're now starting to see, see that the spies are now getting picked up. Solomon Thomas, he made a, a couple of really good plays as well. Um, mm -hmm. Solomon Thomas has always been a little bit of a, he's a character guy. Um, I think he won the Walter Payton Award um, was it last year or the year before. So he's a good character guy, excellent locker room guy. Um, I'm pleased that he's playing well. So many people are playing well. And this line is rotating. That's who the other guy was in, in the secondary that was missing. Uh, Hardy. I know he doesn't play secondary, but he's listed as a cornerback. Mm -hmm. So we had um, Hardy missing our special teams. But we've got that beast, Irv Charles, that has stepped in. And Irv Charles, once again, was awesome on special teams. So the special teams didn't really miss a beat. Um, Zerline and Morstead, how good is it? that we can finish a game and not talk about kickers in a negative way. I thought Morstead was brilliant. Uh, I don't know if you remember, I can't even remember when in the game it was. We took a, uh, we took a, a flag, just a delay a game flag, and he just pinned them back to the seven-yard line. It was just, it was a beautiful punt, absolutely perfect. And it put them under pressure coming straight out. And that type of pressure, it was not, that, that, next play almost ended up in a safety. I don't know if you remember. Hoss yeah. had to leave the pocket and he threw the ball down the sideline. But and was very lucky to make a completion. But oh, it makes such a difference to have somebody who's not going to be shanking. Last year was really yeah. real difficult to be watching the the punter shank so many times. It didn't do it against us unfortunately. But um but yeah no, no that's more, more, more is here to stay I hope. But is it I mean I mean, arguably, um, a good punter like Morstead, he is the defense's best friend. Yeah, he's he's giving the opposing offense just a short field all day long. Um, yeah, credit to him. Special teams has been really good this year um, across the board. Like I said, Irv Charles, we've been like really, really dominant. I would say, like from kickoffs as well. Nobody's really picked up any yardage against us. We're real. Boiled to kind of paraphrase Salah, just really getting to the to the kick returner quickly. Um, huge kudos to that group. Yeah, it's been it's uh, absolutely amazing. The whole team and, and they were out their captain this week too. How awesome was it at the end to see Salah jumping into Joe Douglas's arms? Yeah, he was on uh, Good Morning Football today as well. Uh, they were kind of giving him a bit of a ripping about it, but he said. Uh, that he was safe, he felt safe jumping through the air because he said that he's built like an offensive lineman. Joe Douglas, he said he wasn't going anywhere. He could throw me around like a rag doll. So they were kind of giving him a bit of grief about that. It was very funny. So as things stand now, going into the bye, uh, the AFC looks like this. Miami Dolphins are on 5-1. and one, Buffalo Bills, 4-2. and two, The New York Jets are 3-3 three and three at 500. Brilliant. And the poor old New England Patriots. Are there any more Patriots fans lying about? Don't see them anymore. They're at one and five. And I can't believe they've even got one. And I think Bill Belichick is on the hot seat big time. But anyway, that's that. We're going into the bye. And when we come back, uh, we've got two weeks. We've got players off uh, on IR. We've got other players that are just a little bit banged up. So this um, bye is coming right at the right time. I'm not the biggest fan of going on a bye after a win. <laughs> going back to the Rex Ryan here, every time we had a bye and we came back, it's like we always played like dog dirt. 
but we've got a very, very beatable Giants team um, to play when we come back. Um, it is meant to be a away game, but as we know, uh, we play that MetLife, JetLife. So I'm hoping that the fans turn out in force like they have been and turn it green and let's get another win over the Giants because uh, I think there was always bragging rights, even in pre-season, and uh, I think we... Uh, we did them in pre-season pretty good. So I'm hoping that um, we can do them again after the bye. I think because the Giants were going so badly as well, there's a good chance that a lot of the Giants fans who were the home team, let's remember, uh, will probably sell a lot of their tickets as well. So it might be a green crowd and maybe yeah. we can put a bit more pressure on and make it a home event. Yeah. Um, let's go through um, the rest of the um, schedule that we've got because... Um, after that, again, I can't believe this. Uh, by the way, the clocks go back. So, everybody, just remember. Um, so, we played the Giants um, on the 29th of October. So, we've obviously got no game this week. So, then our next game is going to be the 29th of October. Then, skipping forward into November. Now, this is football weather. Um, the 6th of November, we play the Los Angeles Chargers. And it's on... Um, Game Pass, this one, it's not on Sky yet, but um, that kicks off at 8.15. So remember, everybody, the clocks go back. This starts at 8.15, not 9.15. So there is a chance I might even be able to get to watch this one. So what do you think? Uh, we, the Giants, I'm putting that down as a win. I'm taking the W there, definitely. That said, I think that we need to be a little bit careful. They gave the Bills a bit of a game the other night. Uh, I don't. Obviously, they made some coaching errors and some dubious decision making from the Giants, but they were there right for the last day of the game. So um I, I wouldn't be taking any chances with it. I think we need to prepare for it properly, but I'd be really expect this to be four and three after that. Yeah, I do too. Um uh, obviously we've got um charges. It's charges as a home as well. Yeah, it's charges as a home. Uh I think the charges are grossly overrated. Uh I'm I'm putting this one down as as a win as well. I'm going to put it down as a win, but I'd be cautious about it as well. They kept Miami really tight. I think it was a one-score game. Maybe it was only three points, I think. So it depends on how they travel. But we seem to be very good at home this year. Um, yeah. it seemed, we're very strong at home. We've re we put it up to the Chiefs, probably should have beaten them. Our three home games were against three of the top teams in the entirety of the NFL so far this year. And if you look at it, we've done really well. 22-16 versus the Bills. Last up by three points to the Chiefs. I would say we were robbed by the, the Zebras. And, yeah, um, totally. And then we beat the Eagles last night. So I'd be very confident that we beat the Chargers at home. Even though I, I do think they're maybe... I, I might think they're a bit better than you do, I would say, Gus. Mm -hmm. uh, well, again, it's, it's a jetsy type thing. We'll end up going and beating the guys that we shouldn't do and then not beating the guys that we should do. So let's hope that that isn't the same old Jets. I mean, I've hardly heard anyone say same old Jets this year anyway, so... But it breaks I, my heart when people say it, Gus. It hurts me. It does. <laughs> so, we've both got that down as being a win. So then, we go across uh, to Nevada and we go to Vegas and let's keep what happens in Vegas. In Vegas, we play the Raiders. Um, the Raiders, oh, they don't look good. Who knew? No. So, again, everybody, um, that's another late game. Uh, that's 20 past eight um, our time. So, another late one for us. Um, I can't... Do you know what it is with the Raiders? They're the sort of team, and, and that um, 
stadium they've got is something the Allegiant Stadium. That is that stadium is a thing of beauty, and it, I think it's quite an intimidating place to actually go and play. I'm expecting a tough game, despite the Raiders being awful, but I still think we come away with a win. Yeah, it's on my bucket list. I really want to go there at some point. It's looks it's, so, it's, it's probably the most awesome stadium in the world. I would say. Yeah, to be honest with you, like it'd be interesting to see if they can get their offense going at all. Like they could have a head coach change, even like that could be the game where <laughs> determines his job the way things are going because he's McDonald's just not doing a good job there. He's not uh, a good head coach. And not using Josh Jacobs at all either. So and when you look at the pieces they have they should be doing a bit better but I think like and I know this sounds like we're really optimistic here winning three games in a row but I think we'll win that game as well yeah which would bring us to our second game uh, against the Bills and if if our predictions are right that means we'd be going in to face the Bills at six and three I can't believe I'm even saying that um that was uh end of going towards the end of November and it's another late game who knew but this one, this time, is at Western New York. It's at Buffalo. I'm expecting a hell of a game. I still, again, I'll reiterate, I don't think the Bills are as good as people are making them out to be. I do think that there are probably some kind of problems going on in the background that aren't public yet. That's just a gut feeling. That's not something I know. Um, but I'm, I'm expecting us to get played hard here. And I've got a funny feeling that we might slip up here. Mm. It's... The toughest games left are against people we really would prefer not to lose to. Is the unfortunate reality of it. But yeah. um, this is going to be a tough game up there. Like nineteenth of November, what's the weather going to be like? Could be if a low-scoring game might not be the worst thing for us either. You know, um, if considering they probably have on his day a quarterback who you know is a game winner. But if the weather is you know really bad, it's a tight game. We have a chance. We'll always have a chance. I think in every game though. I, I think this, if I was to pick one that we might lose, I think I'd probably pick the same one, Gus. I think we're aligned on that too. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to have a loss. Then we're back home um, the following week and we've got another late one. What is it with these late games? And it's our first meeting. I hate the scheduling this year because we play um, Miami at ours. Then we play the Falcons, the Texans, and then it's back to Miami again. So it's, it's we've got two games sandwiched between uh, Miami um, we're at home to MetLife. Miami are absolutely on fire. Um, I'm God. I've got a heart and head prediction. <laughs> Obviously, my heart is saying that we beat Miami, but Miami are on fire. But then they've not played our defense yet. So I'm going to say that we do beat Miami, but it's going to be one hell of a game. Yeah, so I think that we will split it with the with, with the Dolphins, right? So, and if that's going to happen, I think we're more likely to beat them. Hopefully, we're going to have a cold winter in in New York. It might suit us for this game. Um, on the twenty fourth of November, it mightn't be too cold. Yeah. Uh, look, I think you 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 could be looking at the best defense in the league versus the best offense in the league in this game. Um, the Niners might have something to say about that, but it's. It's one of those games could go either way. What makes me feel good about, like, I'd be, I'd be very concerned about playing the Dolphins, but for seeing how the Bills produced against them, I think they beat them, was it 38 to 20 or something like that? So 
they are beatable. I think we'll win this one. I do. Um, because I think to I I think if we played them twice, I think we'd beat them once. Um, on the law of averages, we should do because you know defense will win one of the two games. If we're going to win one, I think it'll be at home. I think we I think we've a good chance to go and beat at home this year. Mm-hmm. I'll say uh, Tua Tagovailoa meet Bryce Huff. Yeah, your so, new friend. Yeah, so that's the first of we've got three games at MetLife on the bounce. The second one being the Atlanta Falcons, who are a little bit of a, a weird team at the moment. Not too sure what to make of them. They're trying. It doesn't look like they're tanking or anything. It does look like they're trying. They're quite a young nucleus as well. So I think that they're going to give us a more of a tough um, match than I think most people will think. But I, I, I can't see them upsetting us. I think they're a bit like we were last year. I think they're a quarterback away. Yeah. So their team, I could see trade deadline is coming up. Like if Kirk Cousins goes there, it would be a perfect fit for him. Because um, I don't think Ritter is the guy. If it's Ritter, which it more than likely will be, I think we'll beat them because I just think that we'll put them under too much pressure. They will run the ball a ton. Um, our run defense has really improved. Our run, run defense against the Eagles was really good. We kept them tight, I think. 80 yards or something like that. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be confident in that game too. So then we have Houston Texans again. That's, this is the last of the three. Uh, Houston Texans at home. And guess what? It's a 1 p.m. kickoff. So, yay for normal football. Sorry, the Falcons is as well. We've got two um, 1 p.m. kicks off. So that's 6 p.m. our time, obviously. Um, so really happy with that. And Texans, I'll put them in the same bracket as Atlanta Falcons, uh, not really doing much. Can't see them being too much of a problem, but no. hey, any given Sunday and all that. Yeah, I, I think we win that one too. This puts us at a really good spot at this point, Gus. I mean, we're winning. Yeah, uh, by this point. If Six not... of seven. That, that puts us at... Um, nine and four. Nine and four. So at that point, I would say... 10 wins is going to get you a playoff berth. So we're, we have four games left. It'd be great if it finishes like this, but things surely won't be this good to us. But um, I think I, I think we've got a Miami, then I think we'll be under pressure because I think the Dolphins will be trying to win. I, that might be the game that wins them the division, I yeah. feel. Um, I don't think, again, I don't think um, we're going to... I think you're, you're right. We split the series, which will take us to nine and five. Yeah. I think it's it's um it's it's a little I'm stopping short of saying it's a brutal end to the season, um because after the Dolphins we've got um the Commanders and then we've got the Browns and then we finish against the New England Patriots but the Commanders and the Browns they are hot and cold. Um, mm-hmm. Washington I'm really not sure what to make. One week they seem to be playing really well then the following week they're not. Um, they're serious banana skin. Yeah, and Cleveland Browns, Watson is not playing well. He doesn't look like um, the Watson of old. And great. I hope he's out of the league as soon as possible. Don't like the man. Uh, great football play. We used to be. But personally speaking, don't like the man. But um, mm-hmm. hey, that's a story for another day. But uh, I think we beat the Washington Commanders, which will put us at 10-5 and five after losing to, possibly losing to the Dolphins. Cleveland... I think we do Cleveland again, which will put us on eleven and five. Are, are you agreeing with this? Because I'm just running so away I, with this. I, I, I'd be worried about. The, I, I think the Commanders' game is a bit of a banana skin for us. You see yeah. what they did yeah. to the Eagles. I think they have it in there. It depends on where they are as well. You know, um, 
at this it's late in the year it's if, if i don't know that's a game that would worry me i think it's one that's maybe going to be a bit tighter than everyone predicts i, I might say that we take an l there even though we're at home are we uh we are at home yeah yeah i think we win at home i think yeah 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 i do uh, I think the crowd is, is going to be at this point. I, I think you'll be lucky to get a ticket because if if, if yeah. the games pan out the way that we think they're going to work, because we all know what happened: New York Jets lose a game, and some of the fans just disappear under a rock or something, or just stay away. But um, hey, and then for the rest of the year, we, we're just absolutely gasping for football. And then when it's back, one loss, people walk away. What's that about? I don't know. <laughs> So we've got Cleveland at Cleveland. Um, always a different, difficult place to play. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the back end of the season. I don't think Cleveland will be playing for anything. I think the Jets, as you've pointed out, I think the Jets will be playing for something. This is going to mean something to us. I think we take this. Um, at this point, we're either going to be 11-5. and five. I've got us being 11-5, and, and you've got us possibly being 10 and 6. No, I think I think we'll beat the Commanders. I, I didn't realise it was a home game. I think we're oh, right. Yeah, yeah, so we're like... Okay. So we're, we're in agreement. So, which brings us on to the last game of the season at that dodgy old team in the northeast of uh, the US up in Massachusetts, the New England Cheatriots. What worries me about this game is it's probably going to be Bill's last game. And I think that he's going to do everything he can. Like This will be like a Super Bowl to him this year. That would be my worry about it. Yeah. If there's and one team he wants to if beat. We've not, we might have nothing to play for by this game as well, if things have gone as well as we think. I mean, again, this is going to be in December. So, what? Oh, it's actually going to be January. To January, yeah. It's going to be January. Um, so the, the Browns game is the 28th of December. So, this is going to be uh, in the new year in New England, and it's going to be cold. It's going to be really cold. Uh, is it going to be snowy? Who knows? Climate change. It's probably going to be. It's probably going to be about thirty degrees or something. Uh, who knows? You, you're right. Um, Belichick has got this thing for the Jets. I mean, the Jets didn't even do anything to him. He, he's got this massive chip on his shoulder for the Jets. So hey. Can't help that. I mean, we should have beaten them twice last year. We were, we were yeah. a better team than them twice last year. We we're a better team than them this year. You know, they, it's they um, us good. If, we, if, if we've nothing to play for and he's everything to play for, it just it's a tough one. It's one where it's a coin flip game. Hey, who knows? This is week eighteen. Um, it's believed this guy called Aaron Rodgers will be back in week fourteen, ah. which will be the Houston Texans. So, who knows? I mean, he's walking around now, chucking balls um, pre-game, without a boot on, without crutches. Who knows? We could have Aaron Rodgers back. Flip side of that is, if we're at that point and the season's gone like we think it's going to go, do you really bench Zach Wilson? I can't believe I'm even saying this. Do you really bench Zach Wilson for Aaron Rodgers, who's coming back after an um, Achilles, repaired Achilles, which it cannot be... Unless someone's been lying, it cannot be fully healed in what will be what eight weeks, nine weeks. So, do you sit Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about this today, Gus. Um, it's a real difficult one. Look, unless Zach takes a massive leap, I mean, if we get to the playoffs, I, I think if we're in the playoffs and this game comes up, I don't, I don't think he plays because 
it's just it's too much of a grudge match. Yeah. You'd just be afraid something would happen to him. But I, I think if we get to the wild card, uh, we get into the playoffs. I mean, would you prefer to have eighty percent Aaron Rodgers or hundred percent Zach? That's probably what it's going to come down to. And looking like he's throwing a ball already, he should be eighty percent by then. I mean, I've been saying throughout that I'd prefer him not to play this year. But if we get to the playoffs, you know, it could make us a contender. So it's hard to argue with it, isn't it? It depends who is in front of him. And I mean the That's offensive true. line. If the offensive yeah. line is similar to what it is now, um, I think I will probably would prefer Zach, if I'm honest. But mm. Rogers gets that ball out so damn quick. Yeah. And we didn't actually talk about that. We were talking about the game earlier either. I thought Max Mitchell was very bad the other day. Oh, I did. Sunday, yeah. Some people have said he, I think he, he did play the run okay, but his pass pro is yeah. awful. He is awful. Um, he's not good. Uh, and then anyone that defends him, yeah, I don't know I, what you're looking at. I'd be an advocate for us to try and bring in Lale Collins, especially if, if we do think Rogers is going to come back. And now that we are 3 and 3, I think that, you know, maybe that's what we talk about next week, Gus. Yeah, it's an interesting trade deadline that's coming up for us because we're going to find out whether Joe believes that we can make a push for a Super Bowl or not. Yep, and um, you're absolutely right. Um, it's all going to be interesting. Uh, we've got a great weekend coming up because we we are going to win the bye. Uh, <laughs> it's red zone for me this weekend. Um, if I can catch it, because I I think um, I think I'm actually going out to dinner this this um, Sunday. So who knows? But um, it's going to be a great weekend because we can sit back, we can enjoy things and uh, let's get our team back together, all healthy. And we'll be doing this podcast every um, week, um, hopefully coming out on Wednesdays, if not before. And we'll be on that Twitter space as well. So any last words there, Timmy? Yeah, so for anybody who's new, uh, myself and Gus, we have a really fun space every Friday night, 7 p.m. Uh, Irish and UK time, and it's 2 p.m. Eastern time. So come and hang out with us. Um, the folks that are coming to the space every week are kind of real positive Jets fans who like to come and just talk Jets. No drama, just good fun. And we'd love to see you there. Yeah. And go Jets. And go Jets. Thanks for listening and we will be live on Friday on Twitter Spaces at 7pm UK time and 2pm Eastern. That's for you, our friends over in the States. You can find me and Gus on Twitter at GusToon and at Irish underscore Jets and of course in, in association with at the Jets Lounge. All gas, no brake.